1 John 2. My little children, I'm writing these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous One. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. This is how we know that we know him, if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, and yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm writing to you, little children, since your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. God's word remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. By this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. What you have heard from the beginning is to remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He Himself made to us, eternal life. I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you received from Him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, His anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you. Remain in Him. So now, little children, remain in Him so that when He appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of Him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today, John's letter drills down on the fact that this church had been exposed to false teachers who were causing division and spreading lies about Jesus. 
The identity of Jesus is so crucial to the Christian faith that John didn't waste time with greetings in chapter 1. He just got straight to the point, which he continued in chapter 2, our chapter of the day. And that point is this. Jesus has always existed. He is truly God, and he was truly human, which is the only way he could be the mediator between God and man. To be a translator between two things, you have to be able to connect with them both. But if his words don't connect with us, then we haven't connected with God. We must connect with the mediator in order to access God. And walking with God means we walk in the light. That makes it easy to build community with others who are walking in the light. We can even confess our sins in the light, and it actually serves to enrich our unity. Whereas darkness and hiding and lying thwarts healthy community. That's not to say sinning isn't a big deal. It is. But Christ advocates for us to the Father because He has already made atonement for our sins. He's already paid for them. Our relationship with Jesus changes our relationship with sin. He didn't just set us free from the penalty of our sins. He also set us free from the bondage to our sins. He grants us the freedom from sin that enables us to walk in truth. Obedience to God is a benchmark of knowing Christ. Loving others is a benchmark of knowing Christ. John reminds them of their identity. You are God's forgiven children. You know God, and His strength and His word abide in you, empowering you to overcome evil. John calls them to live out what they know. Loving Jesus pushes out our love for worldly things because those two are at odds. Jesus is the clear winner anyway because what the world offers is temporary and life with Jesus is eternal. Missionary martyr Jim Elliott said it like this, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. John reminded them that there will be false messiahs. Jesus had already warned his followers about this. People, possibly even from within the church, would show up and claim to be Jesus and deny that Jesus was who he said he was. In the midst of all this, he said there would be division in the church. Verse 19 says, They went out from us, but they did not belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. He said that those who walk away from the faith were never really in the faith to begin with. They were in the church visible, but not the church invisible. And now, God, who has known their hearts all along, has revealed their hearts to everyone through their walking away. On the other hand, those who are truly in the faith will persevere in the faith, even amidst false teachers. John encouraged them in this with verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. The presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives was evidence they knew and followed the truth. So he called them to abide in the truth. These warnings about falling away and the reminders to abide in the truth are almost always followed by the encouragement that they are in the faith so they will abide. Because what God initiates, He will sustain and He will fulfill. And He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay. 